Hello, and welcome to episode 51 of Thorn in My Side. I'm here as always with my co-host, Izzy Brown, and we're doing the first episode of the new year. How you been, first, Izzy? Doing great. We're also doing the first episode of this season. Yes, it's the it's a new season. We might. Yeah, I've been thinking we might need to try some new stuff this season. Just try oh some boy, new and experimental things out. We might uh, have somebody from a different state as a correspondent telling us what's going on in that state. Who knows? I I think I'm excited for it. I know our last episode was a lot of fun. Yes, uh, yes, we had our first ever guest. Shout out to Josh Bouton. Yeah, shout shout out to Josh Bouton Bouton. He uh, came on and told us about the Church of Euthanasia. <laughs> Which is a church nobody should join. <laughs> yes. No, everybody should join it. Save the planet and kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, he was on. That was a good time. How have you been? How is your January? My, new my January has been good. I know that we. it's been a hot minute since we've been uh, recording, and that's mainly because of me. Uh, it happens. <laughs> You can't help it if you get sick. Yeah, I got I got super sick. Got COVID. I don't recommend doing it. Uh, if you're if you're planning on getting COVID, don't. Five out of seven would not. <laughs> Five out of seven it. Yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it's it's been a, it's been a long uh, January, but thankfully we were able to get here and record. And I think we've got what some news roulette going on today. Is that yeah? What we're we're doing? gonna do news roulette, but. Before we get started, I did. I want to talk about this show that I did last night. Oh yeah, in Stockton. <clears throat> One second. <clears throat> Ooh, those vapes. Anyway, I did a show in Stockton last night. It was my good friend Matt Medina's going away show, and at his open mic, there's been this guy called Comedian X, this mysterious mass comedian that's been coming down and just talking shit about him at his own open mic. And he'd been giving him threats and making hints about something happening at that show. And lo and behold, he didn't show up, but the host of the show nut-checked Matt with a tennis racket at the end and then started beating him down with it. And I had to get a cane and I caned the guy. What? Yes. The actual... What? Yes. <laughs> it's... Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen next, man. It's uh, it's crazy. You should follow the Do The Work Instagram. Do The Work. Yeah, they're doing the workout scoreboard in Citrus Heights. I mean, there's no telling what could happen at that open mic. He, the, the, I be, the comedian X has showed up there a couple of times. He's the, he's the real deal. He's wore like, he wears many different masks. He wore a top hat one time. I mean, that's, that sounds insane. Not going to lie, but it also sounds really entertaining. So do we have a link that we can put on our uh, Facebook page? Um, you could just follow, do the work on Instagram. They've, uh, they've posted a couple of videos that comedian X has sent to them. So. Okay. Yeah, if you want to check those out. Great. Well, do the work on Instagram. That, do the that work. sounds like... I'm pretty sure it's do the work on Instagram. I'll have okay. to check. But yeah, you could probably just type in do the work and it, it should show up. Hopefully. But yeah, well, that's what went on with me last night. I had a good set too. I had a really good set. I, I felt I mean, good about it. Like for Stockton, yeah. 
A damn good set. I <laughs> it sounds like Matt Medina really got the rough end of the deal for that, though. I mean, oh, the guy that did it, Mark Maple, got the shit caned out of him, and I threw him out of the bar. <laughs> There's video online. It's, it's, it's freaking uh, great. <laughs> should we submit to r slash uh, fight porn? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can find it, and I'll link it on the Facebook page. Oh, absolutely. If I find it. I'll have to look it up later, but yeah. It was a good time. There's uh yeah, Matt's going away soon, so they threw him a going away show and yeah, this comedian X guy's been giving him shit ever since he's uh you know, announced moving out of town and nobody knows who the guy is. Like I said, he's he's wore many masks and yeah. You just have to, I, I don't know, you'd have to see the video to see if you could figure out who he is, but <laughs> you don't know anybody in the Sacramento comedy scene. Yeah, no, I don't. Me. I don't. <laughs> and, and then like, and then like I watched the video and it's very blatantly, obviously you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> Well, you know, I sad to see our good friend Matt Medina moving, but yeah. hopefully he finds somewhere, you know, that's let's face it, you don't know this, but everybody has their David Thorne impersonation. At <laughs> 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 least in the Sacramento comedy scene. No lie. <laughs> everybody has their own David Thorne impersonation. Uh <laughs> Oh, oh sorry. Uh, I've I've seen. I, I'm just imagining all the shit that I've seen you do. That just, <laughs> just all the shit over the years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. But <laughs> anyway, let's load up this revolver and get into some news roulette. We got like six articles today. So, okay. Uh, let me let you share your OBS. Show my share my OBS, and we'll spin the chamber, and. I'm going to go ahead and preemptively pick five because I never pick extremes. I've always noticed that I pick in the five. middle. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's a good one, too. I think we'll like this one. <laughs> it's one of those lists. Those, oh, God. Those like, are fun, dude. Like top sexiest or whatever. Yeah. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. Facts about Betty White. We just learned that made yes! us love her even more. Yes. It's yes! a ranker article. And oh. and you guys know how we feel about Betty White. Like we I, I was so looking forward to the 17th of January so we could wish her a hundredth birthday. Yeah. Like a happy hundredth birthday. But anyway, she, let's, let's, she had to die. She just couldn't handle that she wouldn't be able to play with Legos. <laughs> Cause I'm sure you've seen that meme. She's like, fuck it, I can't go on anymore. I can't put together my new Star Wars Lego set. <laughs> and it's going to at least take me that long to to make it. So I guess I'm just going to check out now. <laughs> Poor Betty. I yeah. love her so much. Uh, Ripperoni, all right, let's... pepperoni, Betty White. <laughs> this we is a dog. This is uh this article's from Ranker. We we've been doing a lot of Ranker articles lately. Yeah. You know yeah, why? so because much better they've, than they've Vice. Been, they've been targeting me on Facebook and I've that just been clicking on them. I've been falling for it. That that makes sense. That so makes Ranker, sense. if you want to, you can sponsor us. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're the one that's hitting us up. So, I mean, yeah. come on. You're technically hitting me up. So, let's uh, let's get into these facts about Betty White that we just learned. What if we know all the facts? Okay. Betty White was a national treasure. Her spunky personality and feisty comebacks have helped her remain a household name for eight decades. And her talents in Hollywood only scratch the surface. Why are you reading this like you're trying to sell was. me like some kind of fucking illicit drug? I don't know. Like <laughs> I was you're like, hey, 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 kid, have you ever have you ever smoked the weed before? <laughs> I don't know. I have two. Sure, read it in a goofy voice. <laughs> uh, yuck! I got two weeds here, kid. <laughs> you want to buy one of them? In her almost century of life, no, nope, no, nope, no, <laughs> no. I'll just read it normal. How about that? <laughs> okay. In her almost century of life, White accomplished some great. God fucking damn it! <laughs> God damn it, Riker! We were we were just that. talking good about you. <laughs> they heard me, and they're like, "We're gonna put up an ad." He totally won't get mad at this. This won't be annoying <laughs> at all. Anyway, in her almost century of life, White accomplished some great feats in both her professional and personal life. And learning more about her only made us love her more. Hopefully, it's not a bunch of traumatic shit like Shirley, like Temple. Shirley Temple. Yeah. Shirley Temple. Tap dancer from Dancing hell. from hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She sacrificed her show to invite a black guest star. Okay. Yes, now, sir. With her career taking off in the 1950s, White was giving her own TV show, Life with Elizabeth, or perhaps better known as The Betty White Show. This short-lived sitcom aired alongside other beloved shows like I Love Lucy, but its run was cut short when criticism came pouring in after she welcomed Arthur Duncan, a black tap dancer and entertainer. He appeared on three episodes of the sitcom, which were heavily criticized by viewers in the South. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> When White was asked about the issue some viewers were having with the Duncan with Duncan's presence on the show, she simply stated, "I'm sorry, live with it." The show unfortunately sided with the backlash and was canceled after only 2 years. Man. They couldn't do he, that nowadays. No way. He's he's I, still alive. He uh Really? Yeah. Duncan, he was young uh, when she hired him. Really? And, yeah, he was giving interviews oh, uh, about her, like, two weeks ago. Oh, that's sad. Oh, he's still alive, at least. Good for him. For not dying. Yep. Another year. All right. Next one. That one was kind of a bummer. <laughs> she volunteered to deliver military supplies during World War II. Holy shit, that was a long time ago. Yeah, 1941, 1942. That's crazy. That's even before the, the 50s, because <laughs> that's how fucking time works. <laughs> Dude, that was like before yesterday, man. Can you believe it? Oh, Surprisingly, God. yes, I can. <laughs> Wait for me to bring it back by being an idiot. 
just break that tension with a little stupidity. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> exactly. You got trouble in your life, a little bit of tension building up, just act like a jackass. Everything will <laughs> smooth itself over. Just be a complete fucking moron for like two seconds. Life hack. Yeah. Okay. In addition to being a Hollywood hero of sorts, White was also a help in World War II during the early days in her career when she was struggling somewhat to find work. She decided to put her aspirations of stardom on hold when the U.S. officially entered the war. White volunteered for the American Women's Voluntary Services, where she transported military supplies throughout California. She may have even lent her talents as a comedian and aspiring host to the cause by performing for soldiers before they were deployed. Of her time volunteering, White said, It was a strange time and out of balance with everything. That's crazy. She was she was a stand up comedian in the fifties. Yeah, wow. yeah. She, uh, I think her work started in the early fifties, if I remember correctly. Okay, okay. So number three, she holds the record for the longest TV career of any actress. It's not surprising. At just seventeen years old, White's career in the entertainment business started. She was fresh out of high school when she landed her first gig as an assistant at a local TV station in 1939, but she got her big break when she starred in Life with Elizabeth. When she acted in and produced, she then went on to star in the Mary Tyler Moore Show and later in the hit, hit sitcom The Golden Girls. Her acting career continued for decades with one of her most recent roles being a voice actor in 2019's Toy Story 4. Since first coming to the scene in the late 1930s, White, w White was been a force. <laughs> she was been a force of nature. She always was been a force of nature. <laughs> Do better, be better, Ranker. White was been a force. <laughs> <laughs> was be the force with you <laughs> and was be the force with you and with such a long career it's no wonder holds the guinness oh my god <laughs> Damn, did the person that wrote this article have a stroke they had a stroke they're, they're like honey honey do you smell toast <laughs> no well i gotta get this ranker article finished was being a <laughs> Book of World Records for the longest <laughs> TV career in history. Only one actor came close to her 82-year career. 82 years. I know. I know. And that's so proud Br of her. Bruce Forsyth, 
whose career also started in 1939 but came to an end in 2015. Sucks to suck, buddy. <laughs> Couldn't hang with the big He's, girl, could you? Nope. That well, women women live longer than men anyway. Well, that's true. Too. Men do stupid shit, and like <laughs> you know, in like if we weren't in this controlled you know society where everything's kind of somewhat provided for you in a way, we would be the ones out hunting and most likely dying. Unless you look at some uh, animals like lions, where the females hunt and the males. I, why? Why? What am I going into? We're doing a fucking article, anyway. <laughs> About those lions. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. She was nominated for an Emmy in six different decades. All right. Over the course of her eight decades in Hollywood, it comes as no surprise that White has received some of the highest accolades any actor can win. In fact, she's been nominated for a total of 21 Emmys and one honor. Throughout her career, she's been nominated for her roles as supporting actress, lead actress, guest actress, and host for many of the projects she's been involved with. Of these 21 Emmy nominations, White won five for her work on The Mary Tyler Moore Show, The Golden Girls, The John Larroquette Show, and Saturday Night Live. As an absolute powerhouse in the comedy entertainment business, she was also inducted into the Comedy Hall of Fame in 1995. Clearly, White has had a long and fruitful career, but receiving this number of nominations has put her in league, in a league of her own. She's actually received nominations for an Emmy in six different decades, starting with her first in 1951. Wow. wow. Oh. Number five. It's true. Oh, my God. She was older than sliced bread and Mickey Mouse. Yep. While White is truly a national treasure, and her old age hasn't slowed her down. Hollywood career in the slightest. I, I read that, like, so fun. <laughs> I smell burnt toast. <laughs> <laughs> Since her success boom i don't even have a wife i don't even have a toaster <laughs> <laughs> i've never bought bread before in my life <laughs> oh my god since her success boomed again during the golden girls white made numerous guest visits on hit tv shows she also starred alongside some of the greatest actors of the age in films over the past few decades and while she played the grandma figure in many of these appearances it can be difficult to remember just how long the icon was around she was born january of 1922 which made her older than both mickey mouse and sliced bread mickey mouse first debuted in may of 1928 in a car, car in cartoon form no they i'm surprised he wasn't in fucking real form man <laughs> Yeah, you know, they should have done CG back then. Yeah, live-action Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, like, and then, like, Blade crashes into a pharmacy and him and Mickey Mouse get out in Shirley Temple. <laughs> yes. Both of these initial screenings were complete duds, but Walt Disney and his cartoon mouse went on to dominate the market and still do to this day, brother. 
A few months after Mickey, sliced bread was first sold in stores. <laughs> Using a newfound contraption to pre-cut a loaf, a bakery in Missouri put the first bag of sliced bread on the counters. Also, like Mickey, sliced bread has become exceedingly popular and is even used as a point of reference for how groundbreaking a new invention is. Nonetheless, White was six years old when both of these staples first came to be. Wow. Sliced bread. <laughs> That's crazy. She was older than the dirt she slept in, I swear. <laughs> That's great. She started a clothing line to donate the proceeds. Huh. At 88 years old, White ventured into a new field by creating a clothing line with Jerry Lee Apparel. The line of t-shirts and hooded sweatshirts donned her likeness. She wasn't exactly designing any of the clothing herself. Whatever her involvement in the process, White made sure a portion of the proceeds were put to good use. They were donated to her favorite charity, the Morris Animal Foundation. Aww. At least she didn't donate it to people. <laughs> animals are better. Save the animals. No. I'm just kidding. Number seven. We're just kidding. Don't save them. Eat them. Eat the animals. That's yeah. what they're for. They're tasty. Number seven. She has a handwritten copy of John Steinbeck's Nobel Prize acceptance speech. Wow. Wow. Who is it handwritten by? I would imagine John Steinbeck himself. Let's read and find out. Because it, it says handwritten. It doesn't say handwritten by buy it says copy too anyway it's just (laughs) (laughs) she has she has the notes of somebody who was sitting in the audience that listened to the speech and half haphazardly read it down (laughs) and it's like not even like remotely right he wrote it like a ranker article (laughs) (laughs) get fucked ranker he's like do i smell toast John Steinbeck was an American author who penned many stories still read in high school classrooms around the country, including Of Mice and Men and The Grapes of Wrath. The famed author received the Nobel Prize in Literature in 1962 for his realistic and imaginative writings combining as they do sympathetic humor and keen social perception. When an author wins a Nobel Prize, they are asked to give an acceptance speech. White happens to have Steinbeck's handwritten first draft of that very speech. (laughs) Sorry. Are you... Are you laughing at handwriting because that's something you can't do? Or is that why? <laughs> yeah, I have terrible handwriting. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So, uh, speech. <laughs> White and, and Steinbeck like- were friends through their spouses. So they were swingers. Alan and Elaine, no. respectively. <laughs> who attended Yale University together and had remained friends through the years. With with that friendship extending to their significant others, White's notes, he gave the speech 
to Alan one year for his birthday. I have it framed and hanging in my house. Number eight. She had a pretty funny meeting with the Queen Mother. Queen Elizabeth II and Betty White had a lot in common. (laughs) Queen Elizabeth Elizabeth. the sequel. (laughs) (laughs) And she comes out with like Uzis. Her Wesley Snipes and Shirley Temple come out. <laughs> Wesley Snipes just rolls up on his motorcycle and crashes at 120 miles an hour. And Shirley Temple just like tap dances up from hell. And then Queen Elizabeth falls from the sky with like two two AKs just raining bullets down everybody being like, come get some. <laughs> yes. Queen Elizabeth II and Betty White had a lot in common when it came to extraordinary lives. They both made being successful well into their 90s look easy, and while fans may wish the two powerhouses were girlfriends, it doesn't appear to be the case. However, they did have a tender moment in the 1980s. During the height of the Golden Girls Queen popularity, Queen Elizabeth mother was a huge fan of the show and being the queen mother comes with perks so the gang was invited across the pond for a special performance it aired on bbc and was a short set consisting of two conversations from the hit sitcom b arthur who portrayed dorothy zbornak to white's rose nyland claimed the ladies had to Censor a few things for the queen. Nonetheless, the queen and her mother seemed to thoroughly enjoy the show, White recalled. It was very exciting. Queen was lovely, and we were told not to address her unless we were addressed. She was up in a box, and she came down on stage after with the prince, with Princess Anne. She said, lovely, pretty girls, and I said not bad bodies and she said oh no not bad bodies <laughs> okay that was weird yeah I'm, I'm sure there's something lost in the english crossover yeah the the, the translation of english to english yeah because i have no idea what the hell that means yeah i don't either not bad bodies huh should we go to another article uh, we got. We're almost done with this one. We're almost done with this one. Okay, yeah, we're close. Number t- ten. She originally wanted to be a zookeeper. That's nine, but okay, you're close. Shh. Good job. <laughs> Number. When the squiggle looks like an up down six, that's a nine. Okay. <laughs> Bring it back to stupidity. Okay. To most who follow the beloved White, it's no secret that she was an avid animal lover. Her favorite charity is the Morris Animal Foundation, and she rarely missed an opportunity to visit the local zoo. Whatever she was, she continued to be an advocate for zoos over the years, when many have heartily debated on their morality. She stated, Humans have already taken their habitat... Many species have no wild habitat anymore, so what the zoos do is work not only with the captive animals, but also with the dwindling populations in the wild. In many cases, species are still around that would not be without zoos. 
Her love of animals even leads the U.S. Forest Service to make her an honorary forest ranger. Aww. Let's just read. She was an honorary mayor. She was an honorary mayor. That We're just going to read the headline for the last couple unless they're, like, shocking. She was married three times. Okay. She and B. Arthur feuded basically the whole time on the Golden Girls. Okay, we're reading this spiciness. Yeah, it's true. We're reading this shit. While White reflected fondly on the Golden Girls being on the show wasn't all fun times. Sometimes the women on the show really went after each other, and it appears that no feud was quite like the one that sparked occasionally between B. Arthur and White. The two who apparently had vastly different acting philosophies butted heads over a variety of habits during their long hours of filming, including White's tendency to chat with the live audience during filming filming breaks. White even said, She found me a pain in the neck sometimes. It was my positive attitude, and that made B mad sometimes. Sometimes if I was happy, she'd be furious. Arthur's son commented on behalf of his late mother during an interview that Arthur unknowingly carried the attitude that it was fun to have somebody to be angry at. He also shared insight into what might have begun the rift. White's Emmy win for her role in the show, White, while all the women went on to win an Emmy for their part in the Golden Girls, Arthur's son said, My mom was the real deal. I think she felt she was more of an actress than Betty. Mom came from Broadway. Betty starred on a game show at one point. Ooh, shots fired. That was Yeah, so so they used to fight a lot actually. Um and a lot of it from what I've heard was because B author was very much a method actor. Yeah. Uh, and so she would always be in kind of the role of Dorothy's born act when she was at, you know, when she was there for taping. And so Betty would go out and like I said, like you read, she would talk to the audience and things like that. And it would just infuriate her. Yeah. Um, but also B. Arthur was kind of one of those people. She was kind of contrarian anyway. Yeah. Uh, she reminds like me. A little, yeah. She reminds me of myself a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and like. One weird habit, one weird thing is that she liked to walk barefoot. And so, like, they, she would basically make it so that she could get as much barefoot time on the Golden Girls as possible. Huh. So, interesting little thing about B. Arthur. Weird. All right. Let's spin that chamber again. Uh, let's do one. One. All right. Let's get it. Not that one. Animal sacrifice sees drunk priest allegedly behead a man instead of a goat. Okay, so please read it in that voice because that's just, that's the voice for this. Definitely. Animal sacrifice. All right, this is from Newsweek. <laughs> we a drunk priest in India allegedly killed a man during an animal sacrifice for Sankranthi celebrations on Sunday, January 16th. Local news outlets reported that the incident happened by mistake. The victim, 
a 35-year-old man named Suresh was holding the goat meant to s for sacrifice in Valasapali village in the Chitor. <laughs> I can't fucking do <laughs> God damn it. You knew I wasn't going to be able to do it. You? <laughs> you son of a bitch. You set me up for failure. <laughs> oh, I love it. Chitlur district of Andhra Pradesh. God Pradesh. The accused name. We're gonna just going to call him Charlie. Charlie. Because... Chalapathy was supposed to carry out the animal sacrifice and cut off the goat's head. But then there was an unfortunate misunderstanding. <laughs> but then the wackiness occurred. However, the priest ended up using the knife to cut the throat of Suresh instead. Several local reports said the victim was beheaded. If you could, if if you're using a knife and you behead someone with that, I think you know what you're doing. Like. Yeah. I've never, like, I've never whoops. been so, so drunk that I that I like accidentally decapitated someone before. Yeah. United News of India news agency reported that Suresh left behind his wife and two children. What they didn't want to get their throats cut off too. They, like, yeah, they didn't want to get their heads cut off. <laughs> According to UNI, the sacrifice happened as part of the animal festival Kanuma, also known as Pasavula. Panduga, which happens on the third day of the Sankranathi in Andhra Pradesh. Yeah. It was organized by the local Yalama temple dedicated to the patron goddess of Andhra Pradesh. Huh. So, so yeah. I, I'm sorry, I, I'm just reading. Oh. So the local report said that according to the police, Chalapathy was drunk at the time of the sacrifice and missed his target. What the fuck was he Mrs. using to cut Mrs. his head off? Well, he, they said a knife, but Mr. Fucking Target, he slit his throat. Like, come on. <laughs> he thought he was a goat. Bleeding profusely and rushed to Mandapel Government Hospital where he was declared dead. Local reports said that Chalapathy has been arrested by the police. I would fucking hope so. So, Sankranti is a Hindu festival dedicated to the worship of the sun god, Lord Surya. The festival marks the day the sun transits into Makari Rashi or Capricorn Zodiac. So they kill a goat. According to the solar calendar, it falls on January 14th every year. However, celebrations can continue over several days. The festival also marks the end of winter, marking longer sunlight hours and the beginning of a new harvest season. According to Asia Highlights, people tend to celebrate the festival by going to temples and taking a cleansing bath in the Gagnese River. The Gagnese Ganges. And also also decapitating people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. According to local reports, some people in the village sacrifice animals during celebrations. In India, unnecessary pain or harm inflicted on animals is punishable offense. However, this does not include the sacrificing of animals during religious festivals. Well, and that's the case, then they shouldn't have arrested him for killing Suresh because Suresh is a human, which is an animal. So Ooh, you should be his lawyer. 
I bet they have a judicial system similar to ours, right? I have no idea. The sacrificing of animals in Hinduism, however, is gradually becoming unpopular. The practice is beginning to be eliminated by some government policies and protests from animal welfare organizations. The regions where animal sacrifice is still practiced include the states of northeastern India, such as Assam and surrounding states, West Bengal, Orissa, and parts of Bihar. Well, that was a Newsweek article. I don't think I said that. That was a quickie. Yeah, that, I mean, that was... That was a real quick... That was pretty I, cut I and dry. How, <laughs> cut and dry. <laughs> so I wonder how you just... How you... I, 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 he must have been celebrating for days. That's all I got to say. Like, he was probably yeah. already well into his fucking... He, he'd already cracked open quite a few before he cracked that guy open. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to crack him open. <laughs> And they're like, no, 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 that's Suresh. And he's like, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slits his throat. Cuts his fucking head off. He's like, he, we were going to hire a, one of them roller coasters, but we can't afford to to, to, to build it. <laughs> Cuts his head off. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, next. All right, let's do uh, two. Two? This is a sciencey one. The, have we did this one before? Actually, yes, we have. Okay, then never mind. I thought we might have, but we're not going to do it again. Then that one was a dud. That one, that that shell went click. No payoff. Okay, we got three more now. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Which one? You the one look? we're on, because I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is a sports one from twenty four seven sports com. Brought to you by Best Buy. Shop premium <laughs> LG TVs. Shop now at Best Buy. Anyway, what you were saying? Uh, no, I forgot completely. Sorry. Okay. Kayvon Pope, Ohio State linebacker, storms off field in the middle of a game versus Akron. I don't know why I saved this. I guess I just thought it was funny. In a bizarre event. Ohio State linebacker Kayvon Pope stormed off the field in the middle of the Buckeyes game against Akron in the first half. Ohio State led 35-7 at the time. The linebacker was attempting to sub back in, getting back onto the field, but was waved off. Once he returned to the sideline, he was irate. Pope then walked toward the tunnel, tossed his equipment into the stands, and took off his jersey per Austin Ward of Letterman Row. I think Kayvon Pope just quit the team in the middle of the game, Ward tweeted in a thread. Pope tried to run out on the field in, in a sub package. <laughs> in a sub Man, package. was, it, like, was it like a meatball? He's like, no, leave your gimp suit <laughs> Isn't, I don't fucking know. Really. I wanted it to be provolone. I wanted like a, either that or a meatball sub. That sounds good. Wait. What? Oh, <laughs> dude! Now I want a fucking sub. God, me too. I've been sitting here thinking about it for the last like twenty minutes. I'm like, you know, Stanley's is open, and I could get a meatball sub and vegetable sticks. I could <laughs> walk to uh, Ike's because it's right beside my house. Oh, that sounds good. Anyway, Taraja Mitchell waved him off. And Pope stormed down the sidelines, started walking to the tunnel, and then had to be coaxed back by an Ohio State <laughs> staffer. 
<laughs> could be coaxed back. They had they had like a little they had like a stick with a box on it, and there was like they put like some slim gems underneath it. They're like he's got to come for them. Like, yeah, he tossed his gloves into the stand and took off his jersey. He's playing basketball football, and he had on, on baseball gloves. No. <laughs> That's why they didn't want you on the field, dumbass. And he's dressed in like a golf uniform and like parts of a baseball uniform. And he's got like a hockey mask on and skis. So he tossed his gloves into the stand and took off his jersey. He has now been told to leave the Ohio State sideline and C.J. Barnett is taking him to the locker room. This is absolutely wild. Pope then tweeted after he left the field. Good luck to my teammates because he apparently doesn't like the letter K and he used two C's to spell luck. I was about to say that with the 100 that, emoji forgot about that that. <laughs> that Ohio State education is really yeah really paying off. And then he followed with a NSFW tweet that it was since deleted. Fuck Ohio State again. Yeah, he really hates K's. He hates fucking K's, even though his name starts with a K. F U C C. Yeah, Ohio State. Coming into the game, Pope had three total tackles and one pass deflection in two games this season. In his college career, Pope has 19 total tackles, eight solo tackles, 15 tackles for loss, two interceptions, and three pass deflections. As a member of the class of 2018, Pope was a four-star linebacker according to the 24-7 sports. Blah, blah, blah. I really don't care anymore. (laughs) Fuck this article. Stupid sports. He ran off offline. This is a. I don't even know why I fucking saved this article. To be perfectly honest. So he threw a hissy fit and he yeah. can't spell. <laughs> yeah, he threw a hissy fit and he can't spell. Not good content. I know. I thought there was somebody, a video of him like somebody make him some chicken nuggies and some bring him a blankie. Yeah. Yep. That's what it was. Oh, moving right along. We've got two, All right, let's just more. let's just do the let's do two of one. Whatever the second one is. Okay. Sacramento family says communistic California forcing them oh, to leave state. God, not in Why why Californians? This is the second article that we have done. <laughs> All right. Let's let's get into it so I can just get mad and get it over with. Oh god. <laughs> That's the make Izzy mad segment of the thing. Uh, we'll lighten it up to finish. The last one's very <laughs> light, a lighthearted one. Okay. It's a it's a list. It's a ranker list. Ranker's always fun. We have fun with those, even if they are bad. Come on, the Shirley Temple ones. Yeah, the Shirley anyway. Temple ones, fucking awesome. Sacramento CBS thirteen. A Sacramento couple is leaving the state because they claim they're fed up with California in more ways than one. There's no question why Trevor Huffed and his girlfriend are packing their bags and leaving California. The Natomas residents are sending one last message before they drive. Did have we fucking did this article before too? Yeah, we have. They went to the Lone Star State. That's the reason why I was just like, not a second. Yeah, that's the same dude. That's the same douche right there. Oh, that's him. fuck me, man. I don't know why. I, well, that was another dud. We'll just move right along because we don't care. So I, 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 I already know this article, so let me just go ahead and say what I was going to say. Fucking go then. Nobody fucking gives a shit. <laughs> 
It's Why your own you dumbass fault. Okay, here we go. We got another lighthearted ranker article. All right. <laughs> Facts about Danny Trejo. We I just love learned. him. Huh? I love him. Yeah, love that him. made us say, really? really? With a question mark? Okay, let's get into it. It's like he he was once killed in an animal sacrifice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Danny Trejo. He constantly smells burning toast. <laughs> yes. He doesn't like the letter K and spells <laughs> fuck with two C's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. he, th- he, th- he thinks that the best thing Tom Hanks ever made was Chet <laughs> yes alright sorry let's go Danny Trejo may be one of the most visibly recognizable stars in Hollywood because of his tattooed chest his scarred face and his appearance in literally hundreds of movies and TV shows. Honestly, with how many movies he's been in, it's a wonder we don't know more about him. These facts about the rugged bad guy are both shocking and unsurprising as well as heartbreaking and wholesome. How can they be shocking and unsurprising? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I'm just not going to think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Whether it's his restaurants or his on-screen appearances, whatever you know Danny Trejo's famous for, we can assure you he's had some intense life experiences that are almost hard to believe. All right. Vote up the facts (laughs) about Danny Trejo that are the most woe-worthy. I was just about to ask you to read that sentence in that voice. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of this episode, kids, I'm going to hang myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Number one, (laughs) he finally cried about his mother's passing when Kermit offered condolences during filming. I'm sorry, what? God damn it. Why you got to start off with a sad one, Ranker? Fuck you. Like Kermit the Frog? Yes. Okay. Let's read it. Trejo admits to being a mama's boy through and through. And despite all of the trouble of his past, the two of them were extremely close. So when his mom passed away while he was on set in London filming Muppets Most Wanted, it was a very trying time for him. Even though his secretary had everything worked out for him to leave weeks before filming officially wrapped, Trejo decided to tough it out and stay to finish the movie. He recalled numerous members of the cast and staff offering their condolences, but still being able to keep his cool about the situation. It wasn't until Kermit the Frog the Puppet said, I'm really sorry about your mom, that he completely broke down, letting all those emotions flood out of him, even got him to hold on to Kermit during the breakdown. Aww. Well, that was depressing. Yeah, that was fucking... All right, kids. Let's go to number two. What? Yeah. His restaurants don't throw food out. They donate it to shelters. That's good. Yeah. That's very, very smart. That's like, let's give the homeless people all this expired food. That, no, that's, okay, yeah. That way we can get rid of the homeless population. (laughs) With the fucking, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not too far expired, like a day or so. Who knows? Anyway. 
With taco and donut shops throughout Los Angeles, Danny Trejo has his eye on expanding to other cities like Las Vegas and San Antonio. Trejo's very involved in his current restaurants, all of which serve a variety of demographic groups. According to Trejo's business partner, Jeff Giorgino, to accommodate not only the hipster tastes of Angelino's, Trejo aims to create restaurants where entire families with differing dietary needs can come to enjoy a meal together. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Their appeal goes beyond good food and quality service. However, Trejo and his colleagues use the restaurants to make a social impact as well. Trejo told Forbes, we also send a lot of food out to the homeless. Nothing is kept overnight, and what we have left over goes to a homeless shelter. It's all part of sharing the success. So it's food that's already prepared that's right. just going to be thrown out. That's totally fine. I, I, when I read it, it's like, does he donate the expired food? No, no, no. no. That, no it's, it's usually stuff from overnight. That's shit that I would probably eat. Yeah. Well, I, you know, there's a lot of companies now that are wanting to do this to be more, I, I guess, socially woke, uh, if that's what you want to call it. But I, I applaud any, any company oh, yeah, doing I mean, this. This, good, is, this is just awesome. That should be done, like... Give it to somebody that's gonna go that needs it. If you're just gonna throw it in the dumpster, because let's face it, you're saving them the trouble from crawling in the dumpster and getting it anyway. That's true. I, like it, there was a, so, well, I forget what it was. There was a somebody I was reading about. There was a company that threw away their. Oh, it was um, Bed Bath and Beyond, I think. Yeah. That, okay, so like they would get like uh, they would throw away their their sheets and stuff like that that you know, they didn't want people to get, and they would pour like bleach and vinegar and paint on them to make sure that the homeless couldn't steal them. Really? Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. It's like, Oh, so you have this really nice comforter and you're going to pour like crap on it to make sure that a homeless person can't use it to keep themselves warm. That's, Just that's fucking donate it to a shelter instead of yeah, throwing it, it away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Donate it to a shelter. Exactly. Put, let's go put it in landfill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, number three, he's taken payments of a simple lunch to appear in some small movies. Wow, okay. Trejo's acting career has garnered him increasingly prominent roles on screen. His resume includes everything from being an extra to voice work to starring roles, but he's never one to exploit his success or take it for granted. When filming 20 Feet Below, The Darkness Descending in 2014, he noted he had more lines in this movie than ever had before, but didn't need a trailer or groupies. I've done a lot of projects that are student films or from first-time producers or directors, Treo said. I'd always rather be working. When asked how his agent felt about his attitude toward work, he admitted... She gets so mad with me, but it's an honor to be an important part of someone's career when they're starting out. I'm like, just pay for my gas, give me $100, buy me lunch or whatever. I bring my A-game whenever I'm doing this or a Michael Mann movie. He, that's, he's so awesome, dude. Yeah, these, uh, these lists are kind of cool. All right. He doesn't do his own stunts. For the sake of other people's jobs. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. 
continually cast as the tough guy, Danny Trejo's character typically have a good number of physical scenes in the movies he's cast in. Whether he's smashing through walls or engaging in a serious fight scene, Trejo, who's in his 70s, seems like he certainly be badass enough to do his own stunts. But he doesn't. In fact, he thinks it's silly for any actor to do their own stunts because there are stunt people who have trained and are paid to do them. He takes it a step further by stating that if he were to do his own stunts, it would be taking away the jobs of dozens of people, and that's just not the kind of guy he is. First of all, making movies is a business. Now, all you actors that want to disagree with me, I dare you. The reality is insurance companies won't let us do our own stunts. We have professionals just like I'm a professional artist. What profession okay <laughs> what i do is okay thank you <laughs> thanks for helping me read you got to put the finger to the page sometimes <laughs> that's where you're at don't lose your place <laughs> what i do is to be or not to be in the barrio that's what i do a stunt guy pads up and goes through a wall that's his profession. Every time the profession's mixed, I don't want to risk 80 people's jobs just so I can say I have big nuts. I don't want to say that. Norm Mora is my stunt man. That's his profession. Okay. He's cool as shit. Yeah. Number five. Oh, it's fucking He's... hero too. Number five. He saved a baby trapped in an overturned car. Wow. Okay. And this was somewhat recent. In early August 2019, Danny Trejo witnessed a car accident in Los Angeles. One of the cars had overturned with a woman and baby inside, and Trejo, another onlooker, rushed to the car, pulling the child out while the woman, his grandmother, yelled for help. The baby reportedly a special needs child was saved by Trejo, although the actor was quick to point out the only thing that saved the little kid was his car seat. Trejo told reporters the boy was panicked, but because of his experiences working with children, he knew he needed to keep the child calm. After the other bystander released the seatbelt of the boy's car seat, Trejo pulled him to safety. Trejo and the boy had a bond in the actor's words, and he remained with the child until his grandmother was freed by first responders. Man, this guy just, you like him more. He's not like Wesley Snipes at all. Yeah, like Wesley Snipes was kind of the article I thought but that we wouldn't like him by the at first of it, and then we would like him at the end of it, but it was just the opposite. I liked Wesley Snipes when the article started, and by the end of it, I was just like, man, I kind of hope you do crash into a Walgreens going 120 miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> but the... What if it gets worse, though? What if we, like, speak too soon? And then we find out he's done a bunch of horrible shit. But I just don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think it's going to be the case. But if the next one is, like, he once accidentally sacrificed Suresh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He got into acting by being a production assistance drug counselor. Okay. Okay. Trail's life story is somewhat of a rags-to-riches tale. From a life of hard crime to one of Hollywood's favorite stars, but an actor doesn't just get to this spot without a little spot of good luck. After deciding to get clean, Trejo decided himself 
helping others find sobriety as well by becoming a recovery counselor. One of the people he helped on this journey happened to be a production assistant who got Trejo a job as an extra on a film he was working on. The PA wanted Trejo close by to make sure he stayed strong on his road to recovery and thought what better way to bring him to work as well. The movie was Runaway Train and despite only being cast as an extra, Trejo happened to know one of the screenwriters from his time in prison and his reputation as penitentiary boxing champion landed him the training gig for Eric Roberts. After successfully training Roberts, the director asked Trejo to be a boxer who spars with Roberts in the actual film. And that was the start of Trejo's prolific career. Wow. Everything good that has happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. Everything. That's the way I live my life. That's such a good philosophy. That is such a good philosophy. It is, really. Because when you help people, you really do help yourself. Yeah. This is true. This is true. Some people don't appreciate it, though. That's true. But those kind of people, they're always going to be cunts. Yeah. All right. He owns a string of restaurants, bars, and donut shops. I think they already kind of touched on that in that one thing. So I don't know if there's going to be anything that exciting in that. What do you think? Uh, I've already read the first paragraph, and no, not really. Okay. That's what I thought. He served time in San Quentin prison and escaped the death penalty. Okay. We're reading this one. Yeah, definitely. Number eight. All right. Like many of the characters he portrays on screen, Trejo actually served time when he was younger. He was locked up for multiple offenses in the first few decades of his life, including drug possession, dealing, and armed robbery. Trejo served one of his stints in the notorious San Quentin prison, as well as Folsom and Soldad, but one of his lockups was almost his last during a prison riot. Trejo picked up a rock and chucked it into the chaos where it hit an officer in the head. For that, he was placed in solitary confinement, awaiting the death penalty. Luckily for him and Hollywood, no one came to testify against him, so his life was saved. Shortly thereafter, Trejo was released from prison and never turned back to a life of crime. Did he kill the guy or just hit him in the head? Why would you give somebody the death penalty for hitting him in the head with a rock? I I mean, to make an example, I would think, but it sounds like it just hit him in the head. I don't, it doesn't, I don't think it did any, I mean, it didn't sound like it did confinement. You don't deserve the death penalty for that unless he killed him. Yeah, I, I get it. But you know how often the punishments are worse than the crimes. This is true. I mean, that just sounds cruel and unusual. It, but yeah, it does. death row. That's that's crazy. <clears throat> For hitting somebody in the head with a damn rock. Number nine. He has nearly 400 acting credits. That's Good fucking Lord. Great. That is a lot. We don't need to read that. That says it all. I don't care what they have to say about that. Number 10. He had a drug problem by age 12. Now, we will read this because this is, you know, I don't know why we'd read this. 
Should we read it? We didn't read, read it. it. Okay, fuck it. Because that's self-explanatory. I want to yeah. know about his drug problem and what drugs he struggled with. Yeah, he was Drew barrymore himself. Yeah. It's not much of a stretch to believe that someone who is so good at acting, so hardened, actually had a tough childhood. Growing up in Los Angeles, Trejo started smoking weed at just eight years old. A few years later, well before he was of legal drinking age, he took his first sip of alcohol. And it wasn't long after that he dabbled in harder drugs like heroin. In fact, he was hooked on the street drugs by the time he was 14 years old. While incarcerated at younger age of 15 for trying to deal to an undercover cop, Trejo attended his first AA meeting, which he says was an awakening. They tell you if you leave Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous, you will die, go insane, or go to jail. And I proved that right every time I left, I went to jail. After multiple relapses, Trejo immersed himself in the recovery community and eventually became a recovery counselor for other addicts. Regardless of his immense stardom, he still regularly attends and speaks at 12-step meetings. Trejo also emphasizes that his sobriety is in large part due to his circle. I honestly believe this sobriety and being clean depends on your support system. You've got this system of people around you that want you to stay clean and sober. If I'm driving down the street and I'm with somebody clean and sober, I say, God, man, I sure could go for a joint right now or a beer. This guy will say, hey, wait a minute. Let's go to a meeting. I surround my myself with people that are clean and sober. I mean, yeah, I guess. But at the same time, people that fucking drink and do drugs are fun to be around, <laughs> even if you are sober. I mean that's true. That that's true. It just depends on the people, though. That's true too. Yeah, like I, I've been around people that have been high and shit, and I'm just like, God, could you just OD real quick? Like, would that be too much to ask? Yeah. Because you know, sometimes you get around people and they just have a completely shitty high personality. Oh my God, this one's. Oh, we definitely reading this one. Charles Manson hypnotized him in jail. Okay, I that all right. Let's read it. In his memoir Trejo, published in 2021, Trejo writes that he met Charles Manson in 1961 when both were in the Los Angeles County Jail. He says Manson was so poor he didn't have a belt and instead used a piece of string to keep his pants up. Manson claimed he had hypnotic powers and could get us high, Trejo recalled, and went on to convince Trejo and other inmates they were smoking weed and shooting heroin. Even before I fake fixed, I could taste it in my mouth. By the time he described it hitting my bloodstream, I felt the warmth flowing through my body. If that white boy wasn't a career criminal, he could have been a professional hypnotist. Someone who went to high school and state fairs and got people to come on stage and act like cats and stuff. Holy shit, I never knew that about Charles Manson. I mean, that was his whole shtick, was talking to people and making them do things. But I didn't know he hypnotized them. Well, I mean, in any kind of indoctrination is a form of hypnotism, if you think about it. That's true true they they there's conspiracies that he was part of mk ultra 
I mean, I, <laughs> you can't prove he's not, I guess. Yeah, true. He's really short. Okay. He's only 5'7". Yeah, that's all we need to know. He's 5'7". He's short. Big deal. Why you gotta be fucking short shaming ranker? We're fucking tired of that shit. Yeah, short kings are still kings. Yeah, we're gonna get disappointed. I mean, I wouldn't know anything about, about that, but all right, let's do that. We've this has been a long one today. We uh, we went off the rails. We missed the station. <clears throat> That's okay. Oh That's, my god! Wait, what? Oh my god! Oh my god! We fucking got it when is the draft night oh fuck we missed the draft god damn it january 6th oh we missed the draft for fucking we should we should probably check our mail more often yeah besides the person i picked died who well, one of the people i was gonna, i was gonna pick betty white was one of the people i was gonna pick oh yeah well you know that she, but she didn't die in 2022 oh yeah that's true she died in 2021 I was gonna either do that or I was gonna do um, that singer Tony uh, Tony Bennett. These we just are getting these fake emails from like Florence Turner. Hello, client. Your annual subscription for Norton three sixty protect. No, no, no. We don't. Ha we don't have that. We don't. We don't, that. We we don't, don't believe in safety. Our email of the week, Candace. <laughs> We don't have email of the week. We just get disappointed every week. We got two emails, but God damn it, I feel bad now. Let's well, look at we, it anyway. We didn't know. I'm sure we can uh twenty celebrities their first pick with ten to fifteen. Should people. should we be reading that? Huh? Nah. I don't guess. Anyway, do you have anything else, guy? No, I don't have anything right now, uh, but I just want to tell everyone, thank you guys for listening, and we love you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. You're great, great listeners. If you want to email us, thornandmysidepodcast at gmail.com, and don't forget the E, because vowels are important. It goes after Thank you, Vanna. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.